This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the August 2nd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Crap, crap, crap. I keep telling everyone to vote in the primary. I just realized today is election day in Missouri. I should have known that and been better prepared. Mea culpa. Ukraine is trying to retake land in the south while Russia tries to expand gains in the east. It looks like Speaker of the House Pelosi will visit Taiwan today or tomorrow, and China is rattling their sabers. Rattling their sabers big time. Bad stuff. Not the mild stuff, but bad stuff. We are quietly showing strength. I think the Biden administration is doing well on this. The Nord Stream 1 pipeline that supplies Russian gas to Europe is operating at 20% capacity. Russia says not much they can do because they are waiting for a turbine to be repaired that was sent to, Ch to Canada. Well, this sucks. The author says in the linked article that monkeypox is close to getting to the numbers where monkeypox may be endemic. I think endemic is like a relative who wasn't just visiting but moved in. The really scary part is that since monkeypox originated in animals, it might find an animal host, which will make it virtually impossible to eradicate. Ayman al-Zawahiri was an al-Qaeda leader and one of the brains behind the September 11th attack. He was recently killed in a U.S. drone attack in Kabul, Afghanistan. Good that he is dead. Bad that he felt comfortable in Afghanistan. But I am questioning what right the U.S. has to be launching a drone attack in Afghanistan if we are not at war. Google and Facebook tell Slacker employees to pick it up. That suggests the labor market is easing. Biden's job approval ratings are inching upwards from really sucky territory to sucky territory. He may rise above 39%. That is the Biden good news. The Biden bad news is that the real clear politics average of polls has Biden losing to Trump. I hope I don't have to choose between a poke in my eye and a punch in my face. Moving on. Ben Detka has an interesting article in the GOP Daily Brief. Note, GOP is in the name of the publication, so it is biased, and I think the intent of this piece is to give Republicans talking points. Arizona and Texas are sending illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. The mayor of Washington, D.C. said, according to this article, quote, with pledges from Texas and Arizona to continue these abhorrent operations indefinitely, the situation is dire, and we consider this a humanitarian crisis, one that could overwhelm our social support network without immediate and sustained federal intervention, end quote. Governor Abbott of Texas responded, quote, D.C. is experiencing a fraction of the disastrous impact the border crisis has caused Texas. Mayor Bowser should stop attacking Texas for securing the border and demand Joe Biden do his job, end quote. Democrats having to deal with the impact of sucky immigration policies is like Democrats having to deal with the impact of defund the police or the effects of inflation after rampant government spending. I could go on. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley wrote a piece explaining why he will vote no on Sweden and Finland joining NATO. Before reading his piece, my thinking was, I disagree with Senator Hawley, but this is the kind of topic we should have disagreements over. We should discuss the topic and debate. After reading his piece that I found thoughtful, it reminded me of U.S. policy in World War II, except reversed. 
We were attacked by the Japanese, but pledged to fight the Germans with nine-tenths of our resources and the Japanese with one-tenth. Hawley says we should maintain our commitment to NATO, but not expand it, and that we should focus increased resources to counter the threat posed by China. He clearly enumerates the threats from China, and he makes good points. He also indicates that neither Sweden nor Finland is at the required 2% of GDP military spending. If they are not now, why would they increase military spending when they have the U.S. and NATO umbrella protecting them? Further, I don't think Russia has the leadership or the system to be an economic threat. Lacking that, they are a bully with the economy of Italy and nuclear weapons. Scary, yes. Able to dominate the world? No. China wants to dominate at least half the world. China would be thrilled to be able to bully my grandson. Screw China. CNN has a series of people in the street interviews with Wyoming voters relative to Liz Cheney. Cheney is the Republican who bucked the party and sided with Pelosi on the January 6th committee. Note, the Republicans were fine with a committee to look into that fiasco, but wanted to look at security actions as well that would raise questions about decisions by Pelosi in the days leading up to January 6th. Nope, can't look at all of the picture, or the months of rioting leading up to a riot. That might be bipartisan. Anyway, I'm guessing Congresswoman Cheney would have survived her Wyoming primary even though she voted for impeachment but not after joining the January 6th committee after Pelosi barred certain Republicans. Cheney could have done what she thought was right, and I truly believe she acted in good faith, without taking on her party leadership. And if she felt the party leadership deserved what she dished out, then she should be fine with no longer being in the party. The other night over beers, I brewed, A friend was complaining about gas prices and mentioned that gas prices are higher than they should be given the current crude oil prices. I was somewhat quiet, as I had not looked at that issue in a while. He said it is pretty clear when you look at the graph of the two prices. I googled the issue and came across this linked article by Andrew Schneider. He argues that the reason gas prices are higher than the crude oil price would suggest is a lack of refining capacity. Many of the refineries are old and needed a lot of investment to keep running. Why invest money in a refinery when the government says they want to kill the fossil fuel industry and subsidize electric vehicle sales? So a lot of capacity was dismantled. Further, Russia exported crude oil but also refined oil products like gasoline, and those have been cut off due to sanctions. While the Russian gasoline would go to Europe, cutting off Europe's supply means Europe had to buy gasoline elsewhere and bid up the price. I like this story. I can blame government action. If government is going to bitch about fossil fuel consumption and use ESG scoring to affect stock investments, don't be surprised if capacity falls and prices rise. Republicans voted against a bill to fund health care for veterans exposed to toxins in their military service. Are you kidding me? They are assholes. Well, maybe not. The Republicans say they are for the bill, and earlier, in a procedural vote, it was approved 85 to 14. They just do not want to move the $400 billion cost from the Veterans Department discretionary budget to some mandatory situation. The reason is because then it would be very easy for Democrats to spend another $400 billion 
on whatever via the reconciliation process that only requires 50 votes. Republicans want the expense either left as discretionary or have the legislation say the discretionary amount is reduced by $400 billion. By closing this loophole, additional spending would require 60 votes to spend the money. So, close the loophole and the bill likely passes with over 80 votes, probably in the 90s. Don't do that and it does not pass. Too much detail, Jeff. We would rather just listen to former comedian John Stewart rail about Republicans abandoning our veterans, and it will work. The public does not like detail and the media does not like Republicans. But I think details matter. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.